You are listening to High Shelf Gaming. This is a show where we talk about board games and role-playing games and gaming conventions. If this is what you're looking for, please keep listening. You can always find us on our website, Facebook group, Facebook page. We're on Twitter and Twitch and Discord, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. Super easy to join the community, and we look forward to meeting you. Quick reminder, we are doing a giveaway. I've got a 3D printed monster, a gray render, super interesting creature and uh, kind of hard to come by, honestly. In order to enter into win, all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Once we get to 20 reviews, we're going to roll a die and see who wins. Hey everyone, David Gillespie here again with High Shelf Gaming. And as always, I am joined by the documented Rich Wisniewski. Dude, have you been looking at my search results? Is I mean, that what you're documenting me? I'm more talking about your Polish slash American citizenship and... Oh, you know. Yeah, n- now, great. Now we're going to get a bunch of... You're just trying to get more listeners out of ice. That's right. Trying to get them to listen and be like, this guy talks about these Polish people listening to the podcast a lot. I wonder right. if he's legal. Next thing you know, there's going to be banging on my door. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, and then I'll be recording like in the twelve-hour time zone difference as I live in Warsaw. Yes, Bobjal Dabolski. Yeah, (laughs) see, you're practically. It'll be great. (laughs) And also joining us tonight is a returning guest and great friend of ours, Steve from frickin' Brick World and Super Robo Rally and all the great things. Super Robo Rally. Steve, welcome back, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So pumped. Uh, we have been looking forward to having you back on the show for quite some time. And I think the timing of everything works out really well. Um, so uh, Does that mean it- we, we have to release those pictures we have of him since he's come on twice <laughs> and fulfilled his obligation? That should be enough, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've, like, we have anything on you. <laughs> it's probably the other way around. So, Steve, what are we talking about today? We are talking about an event coming up called Brick World. Actually, this one's in Indianapolis. Yeah. And, and I am so interested about Brick Worlds. There's that big one in San Antonio that our that our other Steve likes to go to. Mm. Different event, I, but still I, cool, yeah. Yeah, I've yep. never have you been to the Brick World San Antonio? There are different Lego events around the country. And this is like any other con. I was listening to you guys talk about the history of Gen Con earlier today. And, and you were talking about all the other gaming events. And so Brickworld is a Lego event. And there are several places that we have Brickworld events. And then there's other events like the one in San Antonio and, and other events around the country that are Lego fan events. Oh, so they're not associated with Brickworld, but they are also fans of Lego events. Right. Got it. Got it. So San Antonio is not an official Brickworld event. Well, Brickworld is not is not a Lego event, but it's a Lego fan event. Yes. And and Brickworld has several events throughout the year all over the country. Yes, in several different places, mostly in the Midwest, but moving out. Actually, you might be excited to hear that we're going to Kansas City. (gasps) Except you you're gonna be really pissed off when you find out what weekend it is. Gen Con weekend. Yes. No. Unfreaking no. real. Okay, well, hold on. Actually, that actually might be a, a boon for me because this year my wife will not be able to go to Gen Con and she's really sad about it. All right. Um, but she could probably go to Brick World 
Yes. And that might be a pseudo consolation prize, which Ooh, would be pretty cool. Steve, party in David's room. What up? <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So Brickworld is a Lego fan. What is it? Fan yeah. of Lego event. Yes. And San Antonio is Brick Fiesta. And oh. I thought that was just because, you know, we're, we're, sat, we're in Texas and it's kind of like, you know, we're caliente down here, bro. So I thought it was like Brick Fiesta. Yes. And they just, they don't use Brick World because it's not a Brick World thing. There's it's all brick different thing. Brick events. There's a Brick Con in Seattle. There's a Brick Fest, Brick Fair uh, on the East Coast. Seattle, I'd call that one Brick Fiend. Get it? Caffeine? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that, I was, did not that was real thin, Rich. That <laughs> was did, real did thin. Not. Dad joke number two. <laughs> Okay, so so but Brick World is kind of a family friendly Lego event, right? It's it's pre- predominantly kind of for getting kids interested in building things and that kind of thing. Is that so, is that fair to say? So here's the the Brick World. So there's a couple different Brick World events. Brick World started as a sort of a Lego fan weekend where we can get together with other Lego builders and sort of exchange ideas, and then it, it expanded to a four-day event where Thursday and Friday is about other builders, and then Saturday and Sunday is about showing things off to the public. And this started as an event in Chicago uh, in, I think, 2007 or 2008. And, uh, you know, we just had public coming in just on the weekends, but we'd get together with with, uh, our fellow builders. And, you know, you have... Some fun discussions, but they're totally different discussions between Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Right. Because on Thursday, it's, oh, I love how you built that, you know, the techniques you used. And on Saturday and Sunday, it's like, oh, that's cool. Right. Yeah. Because you're because like on Thursday, Friday, it's kind of the the more experienced builders getting in, doing some shop talk. Right. And then on, uh, you know. Saturday, Sunday, it's showing it off to the public where the discussion is much more, you know, razzle dazzle and less about how it works underneath. Exactly. Dude, you got to be dropping whether how do you did your snot, how, you know, you made your things come together. Do you like that? I dropped a word. That's that's uh, it doesn't sound awesome, but it does. It is uh, correct terminology. <laughs> Could, could Steve, can you break down what Rich just said for the folks like myself the, who have no idea what was just said? The studs not on top oh. is snot. Yes. So it's a, a building technique. Yes. And as you think of Lego, you always think of studs built on top. Right. And the studs facing up. So it's just, just different things that people talk about and, and how to build, you know, different types of curves using the studs on the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, Rich, you're trying to you're trying to throw the audience for a loop. I'm not going to let that happen. Try to drop a bomb on me. Um, so yeah, that is kind of neat, though. Do you guys, you know, a lot of the pictures I've seen from a lot of Brick Worlds are static items. Occasionally, there seems to be this like big marbly thing that people like to build. I'm not too sure. I see a ton of robotics and on the photos. What what kind of when you go there, what are the oh, percentages Rich, of what you're going to see? Rich, you know that Steve's the guy who brings the robots. I, I know he does. But I wondered about those percentages. Like, you know, is, is it Thursday, Steve? 
I mean, is it you and two other guys that are talking about robotics? And then there's 150 people talking about building dioramas of Waterford Fall, of, of falling water. Probably close to that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nailed when we When we do this, first of all, there's a couple events. There's, there's the original event in Chicago. And then the shows like the ones we have coming up this weekend is mostly the fan show on Saturday and Sunday. So there's a little bit of Friday stuff, mm. but this particular show is mostly put on by the indie Lego users group. And there's a couple other people from out of town, but most of them are from Indy. And uh, yes, they are primarily uh, city type builders where you have the minifigs and um, the buildings and lots of, of very cool stuff but generally minifig scale. Right. Then there's some that build, uh, you've seen the large cars. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, a, a, a scale model car, 124th, 12th scale, something like that sure. model car. Yeah, or like, a, or like a battleship or something like that. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah so there's, there's a battleship that's been to a couple of our events that, uh, I don't know, it's uh, 30 feet long, I think. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's like, like looking at it, you know, that thing takes many, many car loads <laughs> to get moved into position. And, and a lot of the stuff like that one specifically is designed by a guy that sells Lego accessories mm. and some, some of them, some of his own custom kits. And so that's sort of a, a showpiece for him. Oh. And so it's designed to be broken down and, and shipped or transported. Uh, gotcha. As oh, I do with perfect. a lot of my stuff, I design it so that I can set it up easily. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it like whenever you're doing the uh, Super Rope Rally, you have these crates where the where the tiles fit into the crate slotted in and that kind of thing. So, you know, anything like that, you have to kind of plan out not only how is it going to work, but also how are you going to transport it? Yes. A lot of people tend to build, you know, they, they, they sit and build on their, their table and then later try to figure out how they're going to move it somewhere. If they're going to move <laughs> that it somewhere. would be me. That would, <laughs> yeah. I, I would have this Hogwarts castle built and go, Oh shit. <laughs> it's 12 feet long and I'm going to put it in the back of my car. Okay. Right. <laughs> so a yeah. lot of times when we do this, like the one we're doing this weekend, there are actually guys that are getting there Thursday and they'll start setting stuff up and they're just essentially assembling, building their, their sets. I'll say oh, wow. their, their own creations. But, you know, they're assembling them on the spot. So, and, and, and that's not brick by brick. brick. That's module by module. Uh, some, some of both. Yeah, wow. I, say, I, bet, I bet there's some guys out there like, oh, man, I have to totally rebuild this wall. <laughs> well, that does happen after you've put it in the trunk and driven however far you had to to get there. Don't yeah. you use crackle to keep it all together? <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> is, is that like a sin? That's, that's, Did I just bring up a bad thing, sin? That's kind of frowned on. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and the idea is that, you know, if you wanted to go to a brick world event and show off something that you're making, you know, a hot tip for everybody, like plan out the transport and packaging <laughs> before you build the thing, like be thinking in terms of, you know, how do I make this a module that I can safely transport? Right. Yeah. We definitely have people that uh, get there and open the box and realize that they're going to have some building to do. <sighs> Oof. But 
there's there's a few different types of displays there. Probably 70 or 80% of it is minifig scale buildings. One of the biggest things, uh, biggest hits at these shows is the Great Ball Contraption. That's the one I'm talking about. I have seen this on videos. This thing looks like, oh, oh tell us how, how in the heck do they get it so big? And what's the story behind it? So the story is something that I came up with <gasps> in 2005. No, shoot. Okay, keep going, keep going. So we were at this, again, one of these fan events, and the person running this had several bags of Lego soccer balls, you know, minifig-sized soccer balls, right? Oh, yeah. And she, she gave me, like I say, several bags, which were about 1,000 in each bag. So I, I probably had five or 6,000 of them. Sure. And we were trying to figure out how to make a cooperative robot thing for Lego shows. And we thought about, actually at the time, there was a, a castle standard. So you could build a, a castle wall and everybody could build this wall and connect them together and build a huge castle. Right. Oh, that's a cool way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So like everybody kind of agrees to a form and then all of us bring our forms together and then we can make this giant wall together. Right. Oh. And so they did the same thing with the moon base where there was a, a docking hatch where you could build this moon base that, that sat on one base plate and it had a hatch coming out all four sides. Build this moon base with a hatch coming out all four sides and then – you know, you could just connect them all together. Everybody could line up the moon oh, bases. That's a cool idea. So as long as my hatches lined up with everybody else's, whatever I have in between the hatches is my creation. Exactly. And so you end up with this like mosaic of moon base things and they all kind of just connect with each other. Yes. So, you know, there's a special, there's a, a specified height and, and size. So you know exactly what the portal looks like. And so as long as you build that, they just connect together. That's cool. That's real cool. And so this was around 2004. Um, we got these soccer balls and we drew up, myself and a couple other guys, drew up the, the standard for how to pass these soccer balls. So I have an inbox that's a certain height and basically I can do whatever I want to, but I have to go in a straight line and put them into your inbox that's the same height. Ah. And that's really... All that's behind the the rules for building your your ball contraption module, and so yeah. then I can build one, and I can build it as wide as I want to, or as you know big and fancy as I want to, but the balls come in one side, and I lift them up and put them out the other side, at the and, exact same at the right height for the next person's catch. And right. I'll tell everybody to Google that, but turn your safe for work filter on. <laughs> <laughs> but no like when you talked about it being a cooperative robot i was like what the heck does a cooperative robot be mean but now i get it it's we all kind of agreed to a certain set of r rules and as long as my in and output are within spec i can do anything i want in the middle and you know every event is going to have a completely different total robot creation right right and they are wickedly crazy looking and Some of them I've seen are just these huge long videos. You're like, how did this get this way? Yeah. And now and, I know well, how. The cool part is, you know, I've got a module that's 15 inches wide 
And then I set it next to yours. You set it next to Rich's and, yeah. and so on. And all of a sudden we've filled up this loop around the table. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's and so, so the thing is, and this is what sort of floored me on the whole thing. This is something we did. We, we set it up and, and showed it at a, a show in, like I say, in 2005. And since then, it's taken off. And these are at every Lego show around the world. Wow. They have these just following the same standard that we posted. You know, it has to be this size inbox. You can have whatever sort of gears you can have. If you want, you can have a robot that grabs them out of the bucket and takes them over and dumps them in the next guy's bucket. <laughs> um, or, a, or have them on like a track or something like that. Oh, yeah. There's there's trains so that, you know, the train comes by and the conveyor belt loads up the train and then the train drives over to the other side and automatically dumps out the train. Uh, there's a guy that made a golf course. So yes. the ball... The ball comes out yes. of his out of the basket, goes on. To, it's like an eighteen hole miniature golf course. Yes. Wow. It, it yes. pops up. There's a club that swings and hits it, and then it goes down and gets the next ball. Club yes. hits it, and uh, you know there's just so many different things that you can do with it. And I don't think it, we ever imagined when we first did it what it was gonna how it was gonna take off and just have a life of its own. And do they race now? And what's up with the red and blue ball? So there's Legos made a few different types of balls throughout the years. Um, typically, when you're doing this, you'll throw in a couple red and blue balls just so you can, so that the kids can have something to watch. Oh. You know, so there's there's you know 50 regular soccer balls and there's a blue one in there. Watch the blue one and watch it go all the way around the loop. Yeah, See, I, I wondered thinking, if I was, it was a race. I've, you know, because I've I've watched these videos mesmerized. Not that I'm smoking lots of weed. And it's just, you go, why are they running a red and blue ball? I always wondered if it was a race to see which one got there first. And sometimes the kids, yeah, I'll pick the red one, you pick the blue one. Sure. And we'll yeah. see who goes, who goes, who gets around first. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I would be just mesmerized by the soccer balls, you know, the uniformity of the soccer balls going through. But I completely see the appeal of, you know, giving kids something specific to watch so they can see how, how that one works through the machinations. Yeah, and then we usually have places where, well, most of the, um, these are obviously made out of Lego toys. And so the reliability sometimes leaves little to be desired. Sometimes oh, I bet it gets nasty when people one People haven't quite tested them enough. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, they'll get a jam and they'll just hold all the soccer balls. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and, then it's like, and then it's like, well, what do we do with this guy? Do we... Yeah. Do, do people help them clear and fix the thing? Or is it like, hey, you got to move your bot out of there and like, let's you know, so you, reshape the whole track? Usually what happens here, there's a half dozen guys that are basically working the ball contraption. And, you know, so they're inside the tables, a, a big circle of tables. And, you know, they'll, <laughs> this is jamming up. So they go fix that, fix whatever mechanisms broke on it or, or whatever they can do to fix it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, yeah, it's it's not going to be fixed in a few seconds, so they'll grab it, take it out. A lot of times, we'll have another one that they can put in in its yeah. place. Oh, yeah, because they're modules. Or right. sometimes you have to kind of rearrange things a little bit to stretch out what's still there, what's still working. Sure, sure. That's every, interesting, though. Like every, you have a you have a triage team that's like making sure that the whole thing yeah. can come together. Yeah, just keeping the keeping the balls and and picking up balls and putting them back in place and 
every once in a while they'll get a ball will will get just in the wrong spot. Just take an axle, you poke it, and then everything's going again. Yeah. But I can see like once it's up and running and everything's triage, it's like a it's like watching a waterfall, you know, or like yeah. a, a babbling brook of Lego soccer balls going through this room and you just let them run. Right. Like they don't. Right. Symphony of little Lego movements. At a, a normal show, they run from 930, which the place usually opens at 10 o'clock. But we'll, you know, get it up, set, set up and running and uh, starts at 930 and pretty much goes until uh five or six o'clock when we're done that's really cool and you, you get to see the the fun things like the occasional when the balls jam up and everything jams up enough and then it finally releases <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes there's parts of fly followed by you know uh, i want to be a saboteur out. i want to sneak in there and just add like one oversized ball that doesn't fit but looks just like the other balls like those gumballs that look like soccer balls and basketballs Oh, it's not the right weight, yeah, weight or ratio just, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it looks – it's a little bigger just to be a saboteur. See, that's, that's, that's how that's, you get kicked out. See, yeah, that's, that's, that's not nice because some poor guy is like – he's made his bot like right with intolerance. I'm terrible. If you do anything at all, I it's going to completely mess up. Oh. That one's going to mess up anyway. You can't, you can't take me anywhere. Rich doesn't even have to be there and it will mess up. So, so pro tip number two, if you want to get involved in the great ball contraption, do so. But make sure that your bot has some flexibility. For saboteurs like Rich and just general, uh, don't make it within such tight tolerances. That mostly uh, it's just make sure that you've tested it yeah. <laughs> over and, and over and after over. You've done that, after you've done that, you need to test it again, right? <laughs> and, and, and maybe test like having it on your table because you've just built this thing, and then test breaking it down, <laughs> moving it to another room, and setting right. it back up again. <laughs> Yeah. And seeing if it still works. Because so, if it doesn't, it might have been like the the table you had it on had a specific lean that you didn't know was like built into the function of your robot. So no, you we see that like, all the time. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. Or your table was actually flat, which is not the case at the convention. Oh, right. Yeah, because you're working with whatever the convention set up, which is just imperfect yeah. convention tables. Yeah, the biggest problem is the connection between two tables. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, how many board games have I played with that wonky, you know, oh, yeah. uh, little tilt or that wonky little uh, scap? And, and it always comes down to like somebody's got like 18 programs from the convention yeah. and they're like stuffing them to make some sort of like rudimentary flat surface. Raise up the table enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. The ball machine, great stuff. But you touched on one thing earlier I wanted to ask about too, which is vendors. You talked about Ooh. the gentleman making the battleship, which is incredibly cool. And I know there's lots of really awesome dioramas that sometimes these are folks that also have side businesses supplying the Lego community. Do you find them at these brick worlds too? Absolutely. Um, the Generally at our rooms, um, there's lots of different layouts, but a lot of times what they'll do is set up the vendors all the way around the edge of the, the building. Mm -hmm. of, of the room you know it's one of your big convention halls um, but yeah it's people one of the things and I think you've talked about this before Lego doesn't make current military weapons that's correct right there's they a make, there's a couple of things they don't make and that's definitely one of the main ones right they'll make past and, and Star Trek future stuff but generally not current weapons and so oh 
curse us when we make laser rifles. They're going to screw up all my Legos, but go on. (laughs) Kids still want those, of course. And so there's there's a big business in that. There's a lot of companies that sell more different type of weapons than you can think of. Sure. All right. So we've got great vendors at the facility. We've got a great setup at the facility. Now, my biggest question about Gen Con, or not Gen Con Indy, sorry, about, God, can you tell I'm already thinking about Gen Con like every day? Um, my biggest question then about this Lego event in Indy, are you in the Gen Con Convention Center? We have been there. Ooh. Uh, we were there a couple years ago in one of the ballrooms. Um, now it's at the fairgrounds, oh. which is a bigger it i think basically it's easier to get to yeah it's easier for families to find the parking that they need on the weekends oh right yeah because the parking around the convention center is not super obvious and we don't need well like what gen con has yeah. <laughs> you can get by with them you don't have uh, seventy thousand people coming to town well, yeah how many how many people are typically in attendance for you know brick world indy or brick world chicago um, for the public, we can get fifteen to twenty thousand. Whoa, that's pretty solid. That's that's, that's more good. than I thought. I thought you were going to say like seven thousand, eight thousand. But so we a- have a lot of other Brickworld events. There's the my robot's talking. I don't know if you can hear him. Yeah, he sounds cute. <laughs> <laughs> we have the the Chicago Brickworld event, which, like I say, is sort of a different setup. But we do several around in Fort Wayne and Milwaukee. We've been to, uh, actually had one in Tampa. Um, like I say, we're going to Kansas City for the first time this year. Yeah. And those are all, we start, you know, hoping for five, 6,000 people at those for the two days. India is just growing over, I don't know what, what's it been, probably seven or eight years. Nice. But that's really cool. That is really cool. That um, And also there's kind of a way for exchange of ideas to occur, right? Because it's, oh, I really like what you guys did. There's another guy who ran into a similar problem or something like that over at this other uh, Brickworld event. Exactly. You get to see the the new and different ideas. And, and like I said, that's Chicago's more of an event of us all coming together. And so people travel quite a ways. I, I think it's got a similar pull although not quite as strong as gen con does where you know people are coming from all over to attend and to talk with other builders and like we said see their their different building techniques yeah so if you're going to go to a brick world event that's local to you awesome do that and there's a bunch of locations like we were talking about but the big one is chicago right and i bet they really do have the same pull it's just the community size is different to where I bet percentage-wise, it's probably really strong, maybe even better. You know what I mean? Because of the, the community size. I mean, I don't know. I just have to think gaming's bigger. But now that I say that, gosh darn it. Well, I Legos mean, Legos are everywhere. Lego is one company, and gaming represents oh, yeah, yeah. hundreds or thousands of companies. I'm going to think about this all night now. I'm going to be in bed trying <laughs> to figure this out. Well, I think one of the big differences is um, Lego's a kid's toy. And a lot of people look at it and say, you know, I'm 25 years old. I'm too old to build with Lego. Uh, I have to do something else. Um, I have had in, in all my travels, a lot of people tell me, so when are you going to start building real robots? 
Oh. <laughs> they are real robots, yeah, man. They're, they're legit robots, kids. <laughs> yeah. But I've also taken some of my Lego to sheet metal robot competitions, racing and things like that, and been successful against oh, them. And they're that's like, cool. They're like, Dude, it's that not fair be... because yeah. we can use anything and you're still beating us with this Lego kit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. I mean, this right. stuff is legitimate. <laughs> Just build it better. <laughs> just throw the gauntlet They're down. They're like, you it, have Craggle on there. I love it. I love it. <laughs> just if you didn't suck at building. Um, <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Any other like big tips about attending Brickworld or anything like that for folks that are interested in these kinds of events? Well, there are, as I said, Lego events, Brickworld events all over the place. So you know, you can find one nearby, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. One mistake sometimes people make is they come later in the afternoon and then they realize that they don't have enough time to see everything. Oh. Then again, it may depend on how many kids you have to carry around yeah. or what exactly you're doing. If you even can make it out earlier in the day. <laughs> yeah. But the kids will usually, like Rich was saying, they can stare at the ball contraption forever and just watch the one ball move from one machine to the next. And so... A lot of times we'll see the moms. It's like, are you ready to go yet? We've seen this. We've been around here three times. Yeah, done the full loop of the table three times now. Yes. You know what's going to happen next. <laughs> it is mesmerizing, people. Yeah. Put it on loop when you go to bed, and you will, you'll you'll just <laughs> happily fall asleep. It is mesmerizing. Yeah, it's, um. what is that, oddly satisfying? Our oddly satisfying from, from Reddit. It's like, it really is mesmerizing to watch this thing in action. Yeah. And and to know that it's different at every convention because different people bring yeah. their stuff. And I could bring my own set. I could just like, hey, I've got an entry into the great ball contraption. And like that is so cool that like, you know, as somebody who likes Legos and starts building on them, say, Well, I wanna I wanna create this thing for this convention and be a participant, not just a, a an audience member. Yeah. So talking about building and transporting, my current favorite ball contraption that I have that I still take to a lot of the shows. I, I had a cardboard box and I built a frame inside of the cardboard box. And then I took that frame out and then I built a contraption inside that frame. So when I'm going to the show, I walk up with the box, set it on the table. Nesting doll. Yes. Yes. I grab that out, set the whole frame on the table and I'm set up. Yes. That's yes. it. I'm done. Yes. My setup is complete. Yes. And I watch other people, you know, packing, unpacking, all this stuff. Boom. Done. Okay. Show's over. Grab it. Set it in the box. Grab the box. I'm out of here. Yes. But yes. dude, seriously, that's like half your battle is also you get into the engineering of it. Uh, that's, that's what I love about doing it. Yeah. Definitely. Seeing how to make things, you know, how to make a, a module that looks good inside this box and and how to make it so I can transport it. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of competing needs because <laughs> right. it has to be interesting. Otherwise, why do it? And then it has to work and you have to transport it and it has people work for hours, right? Like I know that typically these are relatively standard, but if, like earlier you'd mentioned a bot going back and forth. Well, if that bot is going back and forth, it has to 
be able to do that for hours right and not drift (laughs) even if the table it's on is maybe not level (laughs) yes so so there's a lot of competing challenges in here (laughs) we'll do a lot of things with train rails or things like that i've kind of gotten away from line following Mm. because that can be a little too you know it can it can lose the line and then uh, you may have to pick it up off the floor Right, yeah, after it's hit the floor. Are yeah. there train sets there? That is one of yes. those things that, okay, that's awesome. Lego has some really neat train things going on. So so that's one of the biggest things, and and I usually point this out when we get to the public days. But, you know, during the, the week, Thursday, Friday, we're talking to other, other builders. It's like, oh, I love the way you created that engine and, you know, the styling, and I can identify which train engine that is. And then on the weekends, it's like, Lego has trains? yes uh yeah big ones (laughs) and you can get as deep into this as you like (laughs) talking about going to the shows so on the the brick world indie this weekend the people that are displaying are part of a local lug so it's not just anybody off the street so dave if you want to bring your gbc stuff to this we're probably not going to let you just walk in with it on Saturday mm. morning. Okay. So yeah. it's mostly the lug and the guy that, that runs all the brick world stuff knows all these people. He says, well, yep, I'm going to invite Steve again because he has cool stuff and to go down the list. And these are all the people he's going to invite generally from the, the indie lug. Right. And then, and, and uh, the indie lug is kind of supporting itself. Like they're doing, they're doing QA for each other. Right. Because as, as I'm building my contraption, it's, I need to show it to some other people to make sure that I'm, that I'm doing it right. Right. And so they kind of police themselves to make sure that my entry is not going to foul up the whole machine. Yes. We know that – they know that I've tested mine, and Rich is probably not going to test his at all before Pretty much. <laughs> you, you are correct. You nailed that. I'm going to show up with a saboteur piece, 100%. They know I like to watch the world burn. His doesn't even have a motor in it. Yeah. <laughs> it has the housing for a motor and the hookups for a motor. but there's Mine's just inside. a big slant. <laughs> it's all I'm in. From one side to the other, it just goes but, down three degrees. But it it's has like to go up. It, it has to go up. Yes, there has to be an up to it. <laughs> Unfortunately, Rich is broke. So it doesn't go back up. It just holds all the balls. <laughs> it just so, drops them straight on the floor. <laughs> it just scatters everywhere. So after doing a couple of these shows, we kind of figure out, you know, this the, this is one we're going to put in the middle of the table, in the middle of the giant circle. Probably not going to go into the GBC right away because it may not be as reliable as what it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really nice way of saying, man, eh, this kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> we see those. <laughs> when we go to Chicago, we get a lot more variety of people involved in in oh, I bet wanting yeah. to present their mod to show their modules. There's actually about a thousand what? attendees, people that show up to build stuff or wow. with stuff that they've built. You know, it's not all of them participating in the ball contraption, but we'll probably Still. have thirty or forty different builders that have brought oh. something to go into the ball contraption, and. Uh, like I say, some of them are tested like I would, and some of them are tested like Rich would. <laughs> Bingo. Do, do they have build events for new builders? Do they have like, um, you know, just like they may have panel discussions, do they have like, you know, at Gen Con, we'd have painting for beginners. Yes. So there's a mini 
there's a paintbrush and some and some paint sets for them to use. Do they have that also? So one of the things we've started doing the last couple of years, yes, there are different different things that you can build. One of the things they'll have a set draft where um, essentially we open up all the boxes and everybody takes turn grabbing pieces out of it. Yes. Wow, another, that's cool. Another is we design a standard GBC module and we'll sell those. And so then on one of the days, we'll have like a two-hour workshop where everybody sits in a room and we can build those. Oh, that's neat. Make your first GBC. Yeah. And so there's, you know, guys like me that have done this a few times. We'll be there to help out and make sure, you know, oh, you don't have those gears quite lined up right. That's why it's not working. Or sure. you should use this axle instead of that one. Sure. It's and like the um, it's like the uh, the the painting thing where like everybody gets together and they go and like paint at a studio together, and uh, right. there's usually wine oh, involved. Wine, but yes. but, but, it, but right. instead, wine. it's a it's a great ball contraption uh, yes. module that you're building with your friends. That's really but, cool. But one I didn't cool even know is... I was supposed to paint when I went there. I wondered what that was for. <laughs> I just drank the wine. <laughs> just went straight to the goods. Got it, Rich. We're building, Rich. Yeah, <laughs> this explains why my GBC doesn't work. It's but, but one of the cool things is then after the workshop on Friday, then we take all the modules down and put them in the, the ball contraption for the rest of the weekend. Nice. So you just got to contribute to this giant ball contraption, which everybody is saying, ooh, that's the greatest thing ever. That is awesome. And do you, by the way, then, if you do, you, do you keep your GBC you made for later? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you get to then maybe make another GBC at home so you can and you those. can test it with the one you already made. Right. Yeah. And we have people that that's the only mindstorms or only technique or robot building that they'll do is the GBC once a year. Oh, wow. And so every year they, they will follow through these instructions, build this set. That's cool. Save it. Next year they'll bring it back and they'll build next year's set also. You know, they buy next year's set and, and build that one. See, oh, that's kind of neat because then they slowly introduce themselves to the concepts and maybe eventually branch out. But they have like straightforward instructions that gives you know make sure that when they're done they have a thing that works right which i think is half the challenge mm -hmm. when you yes. get into mindstorm is like eh, it might not work unless you know what you're doing yes that's so cool i love that one of the other things that we'll have friday afternoon at brick world when it's just the builders is we'll have a pullback dragster race yes. so you know the lego wind-up motors yes. oh yes so yes. everybody builds a dragster and we see Number one, there's a sort of a drag strip. You see how far, how who can get to the end first. So we'll have one-on-one -on -one race. Part two is for distance to see how far your drag strip can go. So this is on Friday, so there's nobody in the aisles. Mm -hmm. So we'll pull it back and see how far down the aisles it can go. Mm -hmm. Usually your car, your drag strip ends up stopping when it hits something, like it veers off and runs into the wall. To say I was about to say, like one of the one of the tests has to be whose dragster can go the straightest, and I think that that's built into the who can go the furthest. Right, exactly. <laughs> so we have a few little things like that that we'll do, and then that's cool. That's really cool. I think we talked about this a little bit. I have Robo Rally that I take to uh, that I built for Gen Con, basically, but I'll take it to Lego shows, and the two hour game of Robo Rally does not play well. At a Lego show <laughs> when you have eight and ten year olds who want to play a game. That's right. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't have the attention span to keep them playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's um um 
I, I know what you mean. There's a, so, it takes a certain amount of patience. <laughs> yeah. So I came up with a different version of the game where they will just play basically 10 phases, 10 turns, you know, just one card, and they can pick from oh, any card. Right, right. Yeah, so instead of having to pick out five cards, they just pick the one. Right. Yes. And then, oh, yeah, much then easier. We play that turn, then they do it again, and the kids are excited because they got to see the robots move. That might be the game for me, actually. That's true. Just one choice to keep me from going off the map 50 times. <laughs> so, okay, maybe. Oh, all right. Let me ask you this, Steve. When we get to play Robo Rally at Gen Con, can we make it so that Rich's robot only gets one choice to turn? Negative. <laughs> That's a negative because it'll be straight and I will just follow you everywhere I can. No, I'll, I'll bribe Brad. Brad will give me the right you'll, one. You'll go straight or you'll turn. Or you'll go backwards. And that's it. That's all you'll do that turn. And I'll do four more things. And that'll be great. <laughs> I'll have to outmaneuver you. Speaking of Gen Con, any new, um, any new things in the works for Super Robo Rally this year? So we have, I've got all the games registered for Gen Con. I'm going to have the two-hour games, like what we're going to have with the high shelf gaming. I'm giving away awards. <gasps> you mean for the best rich participant? The best um, participant named Rich. Rich. No, no, that can't be an award. That's, that will get, maybe that will get you a point. There we go. <laughs> See, I'm working on it already, Dave. I'm winning this year. So it, uh, with wait, that, wait, at wait. the end of the day, you'll have a point. <laughs> <laughs> one, one single point. What, what, um, any, any so, uh, hints as to what spoilers. kinds of rewards? Yeah, yeah. So I have, some Lego trophies and actually I'm going to have instructions so you can, you'll get a bag of pieces. Yes. Dave, when you win. Yes. Yes. Rich, Did you hear that rich? When I win. And there should be none extra, right? <laughs> bag. It should Dave match gets. perfectly. I shouldn't come back to you with like four pieces going, what up, bro? You gave me extra pieces. <laughs> but, but I've actually, I've got a, a Lego set that I bought and I'm going to build a custom base for it <gasps> that I can put the the engraved brick on that says you won this year's event. Oh my Very God. cool. And so oh you get to build the whole God. thing and set it up. And it's going to be set up so that there will be points scored for doing different things during the game. Such as if you shoot somebody, you get a point. Oh. All right. And if you actually get to the flag and stay on the flag you'll get a bunch of points. <laughs> and if you push Rich off the board, you get bonus points. No, no. But Rich, if you drive yourself off the board, that might Do give I you points Do I get the too. points? <laughs> but, oh, okay. No, no, no. All right. First off. Build lots of pits in this year, when, please. When, when High Shelf Gaming plays Super Robo Rally at Gen Con, it's a riot. We're all having fun, all joking around. Steve, you put this false idol in front of us. <laughs> and we are going to get ugly. <laughs> I cannot wait. Oh, man. I'm going to be tooth and nail. Because <laughs> be you so know we fun. all want it. Everybody oh, yeah. wants it. Oh, yeah, Ryan no, will yeah. turn into the most determined player <laughs> at the table because he Dude. likes to win Dude, at these games yes. when there's trophies. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. This is going to be phenomenal, Steve. We'll We're going to have so much fun. <laughs> I expect it to be fun. If you guys turn it into 
making it too serious. No. Then well, that's about before, impossible. Then before yeah. the end of the game, I will throw away your trophy. Yeah. There we go. Just so you know. You know, Gen Con for me is a very social event and an event where you're just supposed to have a great time yeah. and this fits in perfectly. Yes. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe you're going to all this effort, man. This is going to be so cool. I can't wait to see what it is you're putting together as a reward for uh, winning winning, yes. winning Steve's contest. I don't know what Steve's contest is compared to Super <laughs> Robo Rally. It might be something completely different, which is great. Yes. <laughs> Playing by my rules, yeah. whatever they will be. Yeah, and remember, folks, Steve wears a Mad Hatter's top hat. So, I mean, this is not going to be like, who's the best at straight Super Robo Rally by the book? You know, it's going to be a bit different. <laughs> Yes, I've I've got it set up so that I can track. If you bump somebody and they go off the board, you get points. This is a whole new programming endeavor. It's going to be automated. It's not going to be like a ref call to where you're backstared and I'm like, yo, Steve, did you just see what happened to my robot? You're going to know from the programming. <laughs> and, there's, and, there's, and there's like 20 bucks on the board right next to your robot. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it's going to work. I nope. can't bribe them. Yeah. Can't bribe the algorithm, uh, man. They, uh, Rich, I didn't didn't say that. Oh, <laughs> like this. I will bring all my official bribe gear. Maybe I'll have some Dick's Last Resort gear to bribe you with. Nice. <laughs> cannot wait. I think Rich just got 20 points. There we go. <laughs> And you know that you know that the gang is going to listen to this episode. And go, I cannot believe Rich is starting with twenty one points. We have got to beat this guy. <laughs> so trophies are going to be abounding. Is there any new robots this year? And it sounds like you've already been doing some code development for this Ooh, year coming yeah. up. Any other new and interesting things? Because you know, I remember the year we went from turning our cards in to the cell phones. Yes, I'm. I'm focused on getting all the options I can implemented, which are mostly based around additional damage. <laughs> that's what we're into. So that's good that you have that because that's what we like. Is a high power laser that shoots through oh, a robot yeah. to hit like, the next robot. Like all the um, all the Robo Rally yes. extra damage cards. Yes. Like um, when you bump somebody, you do damage. Or... Ramming gear. Right. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. And the, the double barrel laser that, Whoa. that does two points of damage. Yeah. This is going to be good, folks. That those is. tickets, Steve, those tickets are going to sell out faster than 10 minutes like they did yes. last year. It's going to yes. be eight minutes. Yes. Oh, I cannot wait. Folks that are listening to this, if we can swing it so that traditionally whenever we buy out a run, there's almost always a spare slot, a spare seat. So if you show up to attend or, or observe the High Shelf Gaming Super Robo Rally run, uh, we are probably going to have a spare seat which we will be giving away yeah. to some rando stranger in the audience. <laughs> and I've yeah. already got some plans in place on how I'm going to give it away. It won't be a random, like I pick somebody. It's like, no, no, you're gonna have to work for this. I um, choose you Pikachu. Yeah, no, it won't be a choose you. It'll be a, who, who has, who has the most uh, spirit? <laughs> <laughs> who wants it the worst or the most? Who really wants getting... to be involved in this? Yes, exactly. And who has the right temperament? Um, yes. Well, definitely, to... I will definitely work with you guys to make sure that we find the right person. Love it. Love it. Game. Oh, man. I cannot wait. This is going to be so much fun. Dude, watch the rando win. 
again for yeah, the second time that's, in a row. That's exactly what's going to happen, bro. It's going to be a house divided. That's the, and because the house is divided, the rando's going to rack up all the points and be the winner. Watch. But think, but think how amazing that would be. Yes. Guys, I went to my first Gen Con, my second Gen Con, and there was this like big crowd. I walked up and they were giving away a seat to some game. And I, I had no idea what's ass. going on. And I somehow won. And look at this amazing trophy I got. Like, how amazing would that yes. be? Like, I obviously, I super want the trophy, but I almost want the rando stranger to get it more than I get it. Just because, like, you have to think, like, that would be such an amazing experience as a as a random con goer. Yes. So. But I'll let you drive Hammerbot because it still has the High Shelf Gaming sticker on it. Yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was really hoping the Hammerbot was going to show up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The folks who, who have joined our show since the last time we talked about Super Pro Rally, and if you haven't listened to that episode, I strongly recommend you go back and listen. The High Shelf Gaming sticker has been affixed to one of the robots, and it's the, bo- it's the bot that I try and play every year is the Hammerbot. And no, it wasn't because Rich snuck over there and slapped it on. Steve no, was like yeah. all awesome and let us do it. Yeah, it was an amazing. It wasn't Rich doing graffiti. <laughs> Dude, yeah, no, no, it was a really cool moment. We um, think it's great to have you guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe my last question around Gen Con, Super Robo Rally, uh, number one, awesome Brickworld Indie. But my kind of my last question going to Gen Con would be, dude, how do you test this at home? <laughs> do you have like that kind of square footage just to run this thing? Well, I, Rich, I, I kind of live next door to Elon Musk, as you know. <laughs> now, how do you test this? Well, for one, I don't have to test the entire 12 by 12 board at once. Oh. Mm-hmm. I can test a square at a time. And most of the testing I do, I don't actually run robots. I just look at the program, and the program tells me where the robot should be. The, yeah, because it's simulating everything inside the program. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. we always yeah, know, yeah. okay, so now the robot moved one square forward. So <clears throat> I put it at that square on the screen. Nice. So most of it's just simulated. Nice. Gotcha. That's good. That's real good. Well, cool. Uh, dude, Steve, thanks a ton for coming back. I we, we always look forward to these conversations, and I'm really glad that we got to have you back on the show. Is is there any place that we should direct users to finding more about your projects or the things that you're involved in? One of the things you can go check out right now is brickworld.com. And you can see where all the uh, Brickworld events are. Yeah, yeah. And Brickworld Indy is happening this weekend, March 16th and 17th. Right. And then, of course, you guys you guys have tons of other Brickworld events coming up, uh, like the one happening in Kansas City later this year. Um, so uh, obviously go and check that out, folks. That'll be really good. We have a bunch in the fall. Well, awesome. Everyone who's been listening, thanks a ton for hanging out with us. And as always, have fun and play well. May all your roles be crits. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Guillory. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. And if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you. 